Welcome to Small Bites with Glenn Gross and Derek Tim. We hope you're hungry. My name is John Dorenzo. I'm sitting in for Glenn Gross this evening, and uh, we have quite a show for you tonight. Next to me, I have... Derek Tim of BlueJeanFood.com. Derek Tim. I am all hopped up on sugar. <laughs> a sugar high, I, mean, I would I, say. I, I'm having trouble just sitting here still, <laughs> to be honest with you. All I know is we definitely have enough energy to at least get through an hour. Oh, God. Once the crash comes... I'll be out on the way home. Taylor and Brett might have to drag us, drag us out of the studio. (laughs) But what a show. Man, but normally, normally we would be getting excited and my headphones would be buzzing and ringing, but we don't have that this week. Because he's here. Because I'm actually here. Oh, my God. So he you, is here. Does that tell me you're disappointed? <laughs> I can actually touch and feel you Ooh, this week, John. Wow. That's quite... We're going into a weird area here, Derek. This is a, this is a family show here, right? A family food-oriented show. What's up, John? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. It's good to have you here. Good. Good to be here. Good to be seen. Right? Well, at least these guys, you can't see me on the radio. <laughs> Glenn thinks you can. Glenn still, for some reason, thinks that we're, uh, I think, a TV show. I think he thinks people can actually see us. I think his just uh, his aura expound. <laughs> I miss him here tonight. Well, we do have He's to say this yeah, right? was this right. was the re grand opening of some Fat Jack's barbecue. Fat Jack's barbecue. I think. I Pennsylvania, think. I will say. New I Jersey. think. I don't know if that's an official press release, but Fat Jack's barbecue. Fat Pennsylvania, New York, York, and wherever yeah. you would like to find barbecue. Yeah, yeah. But just in case, I would like to find a book about Kate May. I think there might be somewhere we could go next Saturday. Where could we go? We could go. Well, you could go because I'll already be there. You can go to the Collingswood Book Festival, which is happening this Saturday, the 7th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. I'll be one of the many authors out there selling their wares. Um, There's a full schedule of things going on, uh, readings being done, poetry readings, uh, Q&A discussions with authors. So it's, it's a big event. This is their 15th year, and it's... Really, in ter- terms of the East Coast, there's really nothing like it in terms of a book fair. Wow, that's interesting. It's kind of like, I look at it as like the Super Bowl for authors. So you're doing a lot of these now. I mean, is this your first book? This is my first book. How's the experience for you? It's been an interesting experience. There's been a lot of good stuff, a lot of stuff that I wouldn't do again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Would, would one of those things not write a book be one no, of those I, things you wouldn't do again? No, well, I learned, I learned how many ways not to write a book. So next time I'll be a little bit better at doing it. Uh, oh come on, John! <laughs> this no, book no. is fantastic. So, did you like like when you started your concept? Did you just write in a general direction and then end up writing about Kate May, or did you specifically pick the it topic? Was, it was one of a number of topics that right. we approached the publisher about. They actually came to at the time my wife and myself because we were doing the the food blog. And they said, "Do you have ideas about South Jersey?" I said, "Well, sure, we got plenty of ideas." So we gave them five or six, and they. 
they hit upon the Cape May one. They really uh, like so that. a publisher hit you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Does that traditionally happen? Um, I don't know if that traditionally happened. I would but, say no. I, I Normally, had, people are begging for yeah, a publisher just to respond begging. to an email that they sent them. Like, oh, I've got this book. Could but you read know. it? I had a publisher hit me, and I, I, I started, but it's it's just not the time. You know, it has to be the right time to write a yeah. book. Yeah, and no, not, that I understand. He even called me back after four months. We went back and forth. He educated me a little bit, and then he said, "What, John, is it just not the right time? And I said, yeah, yeah. it's just not right. Yeah, this this was work took about three years. Yeah, sure. Off and on. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Do you have any ideas for a second book, or are you keeping it under wraps? I do have an idea for another book, uh-huh. and it's going to take some time. How many copies have you sold? Do you mind me asking? Um, do you know? Millions. Exactly. A you, lot. Uh, that yeah. I don't know. You're not sure, huh? I'm not really sure. Yeah. They, uh, all I know is the where, rainforest has been depleted. They're still yeah, right. They're cutting all the trees down. <laughs> where actually? How? Where can we find it? You can find it online, Amazon.com. You can find it Barnes and Noble. Uh, a lot of stores around the Cape May area that are selling it. Um, I actually did a trip earlier this year and went to a bunch of stores and you know to thank them directly. Are you like a living legend in Cape May now? I'm getting a little more known. It was That's really good. interesting. I went to a festival a few weeks ago down in Cape May, and it was weird to have people, complete strangers, come to you and go. Oh, you wrote that book. Oh, I love that book. I downloaded it on my Kindle. It's great. Wow, that's great. So that's been great. I mean, it's good to have your know, friends and family who buy the book and say, yeah, we bought the book. When it cleats, buy it because great. they feel they have to yeah, buy the book. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right? But know. when somebody actually reads the book who bought it. Someone who's a stranger yeah. comes up to you and says, yeah. yeah, I actually read the whole book. I thought it was great. That's, that's it, it, pretty cool. It's kind of fuel, now, fuel you to want to do it again. Yeah. Now, the pictures in there were fabulous. and Derek doesn't read well, so he no, just want to look I at only the pictures. Fl- and then we, well, we read to him. And <laughs> 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 I'm waiting for the audio book for John to put out. Uh, but what I was What I was wondering is when you were researching it, is there video clips of all these like grand dinners that they were putting? So I, I would have loved to see it visually, uh, just like from start yeah. to begin. Like a picture is worth a thousand yeah. words, but seeing a video of something just really puts it in the perspective. Not a lot of not a lot of video coverage of actual dinners going on in Cape May. And one of the things that I you know came across that was an issue is because because Cape May had a number of fires in their history. A lot of the stuff was just destroyed. Lost. Wow, it was just lost. Wow. I mean, you think about Congress Hall, the one that's up there now, that's currently built now, that's the fourth one. The fourth what? Uh, building. Is it? Yes. Two of them, Did, how, two of how them burned ex- down. Are they pretty wow. close to the same structure? Yeah. I mean, the, the structure that's there now was built in 1879. They finally got smart after three versions. They finally built one in brick instead of in wood because they, they didn't think about fire and lots of breezes along the shore. Yeah. So. Well. That was that's that definitely interesting. We're learning a lot about Cape May, right? The end of summer. That was quite a news segment. I think that's the longest news segment we've had so far. Yeah, it was great. I that was fantastic, John. Yeah. I loved Cape May. I adopted <laughs> I adopted Cape May recently as my shore uh, spot, and I love it there. It's oh. different. It's yeah. just it's just different. It has a different time. feel. Yeah, I, different I feel vibe. like I'm so far away from home when I'm there. Yep. And I'm, you know, like two two hours and twenty minutes, and it, my GPS took me the back way. Uh, it took me off of the Garden State Parkway, and it was it was actually faster to get to Philadelphia to Cape May. Interesting. Yeah. Took him to lose Delaware, and he had to take the ferry. <laughs> uh, but I had but, a great time. I love it. But do you know who else uh, that I've, I've adopted? You've adopted? I've adopted a new bakery. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, let's guess. Uh, cannolis, some uh, cupcakes, some uh, cookies. But mm. mm-hmm. Raspberry pound cake. Deep Bartolo Bakery. Yeah, right. This we stuff have, is amazing in here. We just so happen to have the perfect person in studio to talk a little bit about all these wonderful things created by sugar. Who? That would be Al <gasps> Bartolo. Welcome. 
Thank you, guys. What's Appreciate up, it. What's up? <laughs> I'm here. Been dying to hear you talk. <laughs> I'm here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the Bartolo Bakery, which just won hot off the press best new twist on a birthday party by South Jersey Magazine. I thought the twist was an old sort of game. Yeah, no, no. In our business, everything's twisted. Cinnamon twist. That's crazy. Yeah, no, we've been um, serving South Jersey almost 50 years. Uh, it started with my dad and grandpa in 1969, and bakeries evolved. The whole business has completely evolved, a lot of it thanks to television, which we've been a benefactor of ourselves. And uh, But we're mainly known for wedding cakes and custom birthday cakes, crazy 3D stuff. You know, we do it. We got it. Do you do all that yourself? Are you your own baker? I, 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 you do, I do the bulk of it. Do yes, you? Wow. absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, whenever you walk in our shop, I'll be probably one of the first people you see. Yeah. Yeah. I dec- we decorate right in front of everyone. We've done we've done that before. That was a standard in even all the box stores. You know, like we've always done that. Are you a self-taught? I am. Are you? Yeah. I am. Yes. Yeah. yes. I appreciate that. I'm a self-taught chef, so well, I, I you appreciate know, being self-taught. Yeah, I was always like an artist and growing up, I never knew where to put my art, you know, and I would doodle in school. Well, that you are, this is your art. Well, at yeah. the time, it was never thought of as a medium like that. Sure it wasn't. You know, like no, the, it definitely wasn't. When I was wasn't. a kid, and my parents owned the place. Like, my cakes usually just had, like, some candles on it and some sprinkles. Like, right, no right. Big deal. Like, now they're elaborate. Now, uh, obviously, you've been on quite a bit of television shows mm-hmm. as well, uh, Food Network, uh, TLC. Would you agree uh, some people, he has a huge uh, following, some people don't like him at all, Duff of uh, yeah, Duff. Yeah. Would you say that he popularized all of this artistic things? Because I remember when his show first came out, yeah. and people were just like, "Wow, oh my goodness!" They, and people been doing it for years, like you said. But I think once it came onto television, absolutely, it mainstreamed it. You know, once him and even and Buddy Valestra, to his credit, um, once they really got on the scene, I went from doing cakes like that for maybe like once a month. I do almost two dozen a week of wow. sculpted. So crazy other cakes. other shows just help your business. Sure. Well, yeah, you have sure. to adapt. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. I'm friendly with a lot of the bakers in our area. We have a lot of bakeries in South Jersey, and, and some of them they're great bakeries, but they're still 25 years behind as sure. far as design. I'm not talking taste. I'm talking design. We try to. I'm always very proud to say in our place we keep one foot in the past, but I always lean forward. Mm-hmm. You know, we are still a scratch old fashioned bakery. We still have a lot of old fashioned things, like I presented with you guys today. But if you check, definitely us out, a traditional plate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is yeah. definitely amazing traditional bakery goodies. And but, as you said, you you keep the past, but you have to keep looking forward. And I would say, by looking forward, would you agree that? Owning a bakery now is harder than ever due to uh, certain age groups such as the millennials having changing flavors and demands of what is put in their foods. And bakeries weren't or still for the most part aren't the healthiest place to. <laughs> that, that is so spot on. And I can't express how conscious we are of that. And what I always tell everyone, including my own kids you guys can pronounce every ingredient in these items in front of you. You know, I won't mention a certain popular tasty brand that's out there, <laughs> but I guarantee they'll live longer than us as long as they stay sealed. <laughs> um, so I always say this, moderation. I do a lot of work for children and adults alike, 
Christina will tell you, who have different allergies. We do nut-free, gluten-free, sugar-free. We're working on dairy-free right now. Um, so if you don't have those allergies, I do always say life is moderation. If you can enjoy something, enjoy it responsibly you know there's you shouldn't deny people something i I believe i'm a big believer cake is something that brings all cultures and walks of life together Mm -hmm. from a a wedding a birthday Mm -hmm. to even a a death sometimes you know as morbid as that may sound but it does bring people together and every culture on the planet uses cake somehow if you really think about it yeah yeah, it's not to me it, it obviously it's my business but it's not just like you know, just open up a box and there it is. Like, it is a celebration. And I take it pretty seriously. It's people's life events, birth of a child, wedding, you know, you name it. It's it's a celebration. So it's got to be good. And I'm very proud that um, we, we pr- provide a really good quality product. And yeah. it looks really awesome, too. And also, time. you know, you have to keep up with the fact that the town that you're in, Collingswood, which in South Jersey is, you know, quite the food location. It is. It's that's a food that, mecca. That certainly keeps you on your toes as well because I'm sure people there versus maybe somewhere else will put a lot of demands on you. Well, sure. Yeah. A- absolutely. You know, and, and we keep uh, a conscience to that, you know, uh, as far as the demands. You know, the demands are – we try to serve every palate, mm. you know, as best as we possibly can. Now, what would you say being in a high-profile spot such as Collingswood – what are the downfalls mm. of being there? Parking. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I've been yeah, trying. Permit parking. I've been trying hard. to stress the town to, even though I understand it is a small town. Back to the millennials, they don't know how to parallel park. Oh. You know, and I'm not just singling them out, wow. but that's called Uber. You know, yeah. and and this is something that I try to stress to them, and for some reason. Um, they make it difficult. Other small towns, look, listen, we as a small town, we have to try to bring people to come into a small town when there's all these malls and shopping centers sure. everywhere. You know, we have to give people, you got to be good. Make it easier yeah. for them to you come gotta in the town. You got to make it easier. Right, and you want to come I, in the I town. I really wish they would try to be a little more lenient uh, as far as the parking goes. And Well, they're not paying your electric bill. So. No, they're not. Right, you know and, what I mean? And I, you they know they don't get they, it is what I'm saying. They just don't, until you pay that electric bill, you don't get it that, hey, I need some parking. I brought there. to their attention, they took away a precious parking spot to put a bike rack in the street. And I was like, why would you do that? I have moms with small children. I, look, my kids were small too. I understand that going to the store just to get a pack of gum is, is a chore. You know, I remember it. So I'm very sympathetic to that. Also, my senior citizens and handicapped customers, mm-hmm. They're not a bicycle in the middle of the winter doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is there a possibility to do something as you've seen in other cities? And of course, the business actually has to pay for that spot, a curbside service. Well, where you have a dedicated spot for curbside service, you roll up, service comes out to you. And to, to be fair, before that was even a word, curbside service, we've always offered take out like we'll we'll walk something to someone's car you know we've always done that Mm. but sometimes you know like like i said most of my customers aren't parking there all day and i just wish that they would be a little more understanding they're not if look if they're staying there all day that's obviously you got to move someone look and you go to any city it's going to be like that but i just try to express to them how because i still feel like i'm in the middle of like how younger people would think and also how you know, the old, like, hey, listen, I don't mind walking half a block. I'm okay. Yeah. But younger people aren't going to do that and, as much. And you've also been known as a, a huge promoter of uh, South Jersey. Yes. Uh, you've 
were featured quite prominently in the Carrier Post for a lot of your television spots on the Food Network uh, Halloween Wars. Uh, what's it feel like to, as John said when he's in Cape May, people start to notice you? What's that feel like? Yeah, it, you know, it was really weird. Um, last year, is just as recently as literally last November, um, we were in Florida. And I took my kids to Universal. I had said if I had won that show, I was going to take my family on a long overdue vacation because, as you guys know, in the food business, it's an extremely demanding mm. business. We work a lot. And I'm literally at Universal Studios, and I had someone scream Sugar Psycho at me. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, that wouldn't be a good yeah, thing to be screamed at. Sugar Psycho! <laughs> I'm taking pictures with a complete stranger family, and you know, my oh. kids are rolling their eyes. It happened to me, too, when I, when I did Next Great Baker. You know, we were in Virginia, and they said, you're a Jersey boy. You know, so it's it's pretty cool. It's a good it's a good feeling. Now, have you felt any backlash on next? I know we've had certain businesses come in and say that they were grateful for having the spotlight, but sometimes having the spotlight creates a backlash towards the business because certain people will go, "Oh, it's not the same anymore." Now he's been on TV; it doesn't taste as good, I, even though you're doing the same exact thing you've been right. doing for thirty years. I have been accused of that. It, you know, some of my reviews have written that. And it's not true, you know, but overwhelmingly, I have to say uh, South Jersey and even, you know, Philadelphia that Al stretches it um, has been beyond the, the if I could show you guys like the letters or the inboxes, some of them I can't say to you, <laughs> <laughs> but some of them for the most part um, have been actually really I never really realized that, you know, like w when you're in there every day, you don't really think about the impact you really make and I've been very, very humbled by that. So, no, I would say the pros completely outweigh the few cons that are out there, you know. What's the most difficult thing for you to personally make? Because everyone in the baking world, or not everyone, but a large portion of people say souffle. Impossible. Oh, to me, it's the, that's the easiest answer of all. It's keeping your passion. It's not even whatever the challenge is in front of you. It's keeping your passion because if you don't have passion, I don't care what business you're in, mm. it it's all of it's hard. It all sucks. Yeah. You know, yep. so as long as, you know, you're staying fresh, which I always try to do, I feel like I'm learning. I'm beyond the farthest from the best and I'm a work in progress and I'm, I stay hungry. What would you say do you think is the next trend in baking? Mm. The next trend? You know, at this point, everything's moved so fast. The sky is like completely the limit. I've seen from the structures to everything um, just completely changed. They've made everything. There's actually more product out there to actually make my job a little bit easier. You know, where I would try to have to almost be an engineer and try to figure out how am I going to make this thing defy gravity? Mm -hmm. You know, it's and it's also I'm against the temperature. I'm against the clock. And it also has to get to the location. But honestly, I, that, that's a tough one to answer because the products have finally caught up to help. Mm -hmm. So it's almost your imagination is the wall. Okay. What's, wow. the, what's the biggest catastrophe you had getting something to a location? Oh. 
<laughs> one, one that comes to mind. Oh. How much time? You know, I mean, the, thank the, God. The bride's, the bride's mom is just killing you the whole time anyway. Yeah. And it's like, and now you got to tell her to cake, like whatever. Well, something like that. Yeah. We, I mean, listen, it, it's, it's, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Things happen. There, there's humans involved. Yeah, it's, sure. not, yeah, it's not always yeah, my fault, yeah. but I do the best I can to correct it. Oh, we try man. to keep a good window. Thank God we're fast. I've been tested many times. <laughs> but me personally, I've destroyed tons of cases. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, I've destroyed tons. Oh, I, I've taken I've taken out friggin' um, <laughs> low overhangs that have gone through our refrigerated truck into like three cakes. Yeah. I, oh. I've, I've aged my father terribly. Oh, yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. But, you know, thank God we got some. I have, I'm very proud of my staff. We have incredible, incredible people. We really do. They're They're all family to me. What do you see the future of Di Bartolo doing? Do you imagine it staying a bakery? A lot of, uh, mm. we just had a bakery come in a few weeks ago that's very successful. They're now going into the cafe business as well to have like yeah. breakfast. Yeah. Well, I do see the bakery eventually. The only thing I can really see with it is it's always going to make cakes. You know, our cakes are too good. I see it becoming more of a cake studio because that's where I see us moving to it at mm. this point. The requests are just insane. And, you know, I think we maxed out in Collingswood, to be honest with you. So the next phase will probably be I'm going to keep it going, you know, as long as I'm breathing and, and able. Um, but I do see Cake Studios. So there, there will be cakes still. We're, now, we're, we're not going anywhere. Now, I know some places in Philadelphia do this. Now, in South Jersey, I don't think it's as popular. Are you connected with Grubhub or any delivery service? Ah, that's a great question. Um, I'm not. We do offer delivery. We don't go to private homes, but we do have a full range of delivery to any business, location, church, caterer, anything. We do offer that already, and we do ship. Okay. Um, but Grubhub, I'm I'm totally open to that. You the only thing is, I'm, you could probably make like a small Grubhub menu. Where, you know, the only thing you know I'm mean? just concerned with what? them getting some of my items there. Like, it's not like like takeout food that I could pack in a box. Like some of this, like you can't put certain cakes on the on a seat. Right. You can't hit the brakes. Oh, hard. you would yeah. not. You, you do yeah, have definitely to cakes would be tough. Our to deliver. Italian cream cake is literally we haven't changed it at all. It's it's ridiculous. And you hit the brakes. I've done it myself. That thing goes in. <laughs> you know, and I could just see this. It was buy one get all one free. All I think of is remember in Toy Story the pizza guy from Pizza Planet driving with them when they were in the back. Yeah. That's all I think of with one That's of my right, cakes. Because once it goes out your hands, you have no control. That's it. Well, even with yeah. a client, I have no yeah. control. I do the yeah. best I can to, to package it. But you know, I'm I'm listen. I'm open to that. I, I think we should try that out. Yeah, now, I, I think that's a good idea. Let's do, do? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Now, how far in advance does Collingswood work with you? And the reason why I say this is some businesses love it. Other businesses complain a lot about it is the amount of events that they have that shut down had nav. Mm -hmm. So if someone's coming and say, oh, uh, some people like to order early. Oh, let me order a birthday cake. And you're ordering it six months in advance. And next right. thing you know, had nav's closed you know, that day. I, Derek, I've never been asked this question before. And I'm also someone who's extremely honest. It hurts us. When they close the street down, especially on Fridays and Saturdays, Bear in mind, the bulk of my business is wedding cakes. We do over 30 wedding cakes a week. Mm -hmm. And they give us a hard time getting our truck out. I have people's, like I said earlier, life events. I take it extremely serious. And I, I'm not a fan of it. I think they have a beautiful park they refuse to utilize. They do have space that they refuse to utilize. And I just think closing a major road like that where the parking's already difficult 
it hurts us. It just does. Um, we do the best we can with it. We we all stay open later the nights before. We offer everything to try to get people. All I do is try to get people to come into that town. I really do go out of my way um, to try to bring people in. I just recently had people drive all the way from Trenton because they seen me Wednesday night uh, on a local broadcast I did. And believe me, I, I can't tell you, even a small order. I appreciate someone buying a cupcake to a wedding cake. They're all the same to me. We value everyone. And when they have a hard time getting in, I've, I get stuck with cakes. They won't. Mm. They just say they go now. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. And then back to their aggressiveness. They make it really difficult. Well, let's just put it this way. I would fight through a crowd to get. I appreciate to that. Deep Art. I have a bakery. gentleman who I said that. Too. I mean, you know what he said? He goes, "I'm getting my grandson's christening cake here." He goes, "I don't care if you tow the car. I'll walk it home." That's what he said. I'll walk it home. I'm coming. And I appreciate that. And everything that you brought here was fabulous. Thank you. Uh, yes. Why don't you give everyone the address, any social media's website? Certainly. Well, we're 667 Haddon Avenue in the heart of Collingswood. Good. Thank goodness you got one more number up. <laughs> 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 and uh, you can find us at dbartolabakery.com. We are also on Facebook, dbartolabakery. You can find us on Instagram, and you can find me on Instagram too, Bartolo. And check us out. We do a lot of really great. We're doing birthday parties now, which are really super fun. Uh, you get a cake decorating class. We provide all the food. You make fresh drum bowls. You got everything come out of the oven. We give a tour of the place. Fantastic. And we're also, one more thing, I'm, I'm a proud sponsor of uh, Ronald McDonald House of South Jersey and Philadelphia. Great foundation. And I you were do. Just there. I was just there. And I work with another company. I'm an icing angel for Icing Smiles. I always try to promote them. We do cakes for terminally ill children. Super important to me. You don't take life for granted. And we are, as I said, we serve. Thank We're here you. to serve South Jersey. And many people thank you for that. And you have a great business. And uh, we're honored to have you in. Everything you had was great. And I think you're probably going to enjoy the next guest that we have online with us. We have XO Marshmallow. Yummy, yummy marshmallows yeah. in the studio. Good. Yes, they are. Hello there, XO. How are you? Hi. I'm good, guys. How are you? We are fantastic. Now, Kate Connor and Lindsay Shanks are the co-founders of XO Marshmallow. So uh, why don't you, is this Kate online with us? This is actually Lindsay. Um, Kat isn't going to be able to join us tonight, unfortunately. Um over the last two weeks, our marshmallows went viral, so she is still just elbow deep in the kitchen right now. <laughs> oh, that's no problem. Well, just it's not because she's not on, but I wanted to say, Lindsay, you are my favorite. Anyhow, I was hoping I was hoping you were definitely calling in. <laughs> it's it's a pleasure to have you on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Exo Marshmallow? John over here is stuffing his face with even more of them. You mm. sent us a great sample of your strawberry marshmallows and they were definitely made with love and john even mentioned you were talking about how they just melted they in your are mouth. uniquely amazing they just melt in your mouth and the flavoring's amazing tell us I, a little i've never bit, seen a product like this tell us a little bit about yourself and exo marshmallow sure so as you guys said i'm i'm one of the co-founders of exo marshmallow uh kat and i founded the company together so Exo Marshmallow is a gourmet marshmallow company. We make marshmallows in a variety of fun flavors that we've been selling online for about a year and a half now. Um, we just opened the world's first ever all marshmallow cafe in Wonderland um, about three months ago in Chicago. So all marshmallow everything. 
Um, and part of the reason that our marshmallows are so different from the kind you typically see, you know, bagged at a grocery store is not only because they're handmade and made with love, but because we only use the best and freshest of ingredients. Uh, we don't use any preservatives. So the strawberry ones you're trying right now are made with 100% fresh pureed strawberry. That's everything that gives it its flavor, everything that gives it its, that pretty pink color. You know, we, we basically say if it doesn't belong in a marshmallow, we're not going to put it in there. And it definitely shows by the product that you sent us. And also, you guys recently received over 2,000 orders for it's only one day past September. Last month, September's marshmallow of the month was butterbeer. I mean, fabulous job, you guys. Wow. I mean, 2,000 orders for the marshmallow of the month. You, you had to be ecstatic for that. Oh, my gosh. So it's, it's actually jumped up to, to close to the three and a half to four order, uh, wow. orders. And we're, to say we're ecstatic and excited is an understatement. Uh, we definitely weren't prepared for it. So, again, like I said, Pat <laughs> is elbow deep in the marshmallows right now. We, we were so overwhelmingly excited and, and blessed that everybody, you know, wanted to try the marshmallows so much, even – my very, very best friend from high school flew to Chicago from Texas for four days, took off work from her real job, like just to help us come get orders out. That's how crazy it's been. That's great. And a lot of uh, small businesses that start out, everyone always wishes for success. They want, they want the million order. They want something like that. But as you found that with a great product comes a great amount of orders, Sometimes a business finds itself struggling to keep up with demand. What do you envision going forward now that you've become so successful and so popular? Do you see yourself scaling back to say we only have X amount of a flavor per month to make sure that your quality standards stay? Or do you see yourself expanding your staff exponentially? So the way we're wanting to do it right now is we're firm believers of, you know, people are ordering and excited for a reason, and, and we want to be able to, to maintain that growth. So we want to ride that momentum of the, the unbelievable, you know, success we've had over the last couple of months. We're already in the process of getting a new and bigger commercial kitchen, of expanding our staff, basically doing everything we can to not only you know, exceed everyone's expectations by getting out the orders we've received so far, but make sure we grow that we're able to, you know, if this happens again, and I hope it happens again, um, that, you know, the second time around or as we move into holiday that we'll have, you know, the structural capacity to be able to take on these kinds of orders. And I, I definitely have the uh, confidence that you guys are going to do that. Now, Lindsay, for XO Marshmallow, we have Al DiBartolo of DiBartolo Bakery in studio with us. He's been on multiple television shows, Food Network, TLC. Uh, he knows what success is like and the difficulties of it. He has a question that he wants to ask you guys. First oh, yeah, of course. Hey, how you doing? First of all, I appreciate the no preservatives. I use them also in – there's none in my products either. So your marshmallows are incredible, I have to tell you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, you know, I'm curious how they would bake in certain uh, recipes. Have you had anyone 
order like wholesale or have used them in recipes? Because obviously we're all familiar with like the bagged ones, how they how they're going to respond to um, you know hot chocolate or something like exactly right. when you're they're added to liquid or when they're added to a flame. Like how are these? Because they are ex- I've never seen a, a softer marshmallow like this. Thank you. Yeah, we've actually had um, a lot of people both. Um, you know, lay customers who like to just bake at home to, in, you know, food bloggers and influencers who are buying them for recipes to, you know, cupcakeries and shops that are buying them wholesale to use them. Um, we had a local company here use them to create a, a s'mores donut and they baked mm. really well right on top. Yeah, um, yeah because these, I can a, see these even as a filling almost like yours are so soft. I could almost see like adding something else to it and they're just like incredible because the flavor is really strong yeah absolutely so why so why marshmallows what made you settle this guy settle on marshmallows yeah so um in december of 2015 my business partner and i met each other at the time uh cat was actually already making homemade marshmallows she had just graduated from law school and being a you know poor law student um you know, with a giant family, she needed a great Christmas gift to give everyone that, you know, felt, you know, like it took a lot of thought and effort. You want, you know, gifts, it's the thought that counts, but also something that wouldn't cost her a lot of money. And she ended up making homemade marshmallows. People became obsessed with them, loved them. Um, when she and I met, she actually came to work for me. I was running a clothing store. Um, I was running a pop-up shop. And she mentioned in her interview that she liked to make marshmallows. I was like, well, you know what? We have coffee mugs in our store. Why don't you bring them in? Just see how they do. And they flew off the shelf. So after that pop-up shop ended in January of 2016, she and I sat down and said, look, there's something real here. These are amazing. What if we turn this hobby into a business? And here we are a year and a half later. Well, and not sick of ourselves yet. We both <laughs> still eat our products like on the daily. Well, I've got one last question before you go. It is October 1st. Yes. What is the flavor of the month? Oh my gosh. So we haven't released it yet. So I'm probably technically not supposed to tell you guys. Oh. But you guys have been so sweet. And you called me your favorite. So don't tell Kat. Okay, we, we, <laughs> go ahead. we want to tell. I'll go ahead and tell you what it's going to be. Um, it'll be launching tomorrow. It's actually apple pie. Yes! Ooh. Apple pie! That, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that, does sound good. that sounds great. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, Lindsay. Lindsay Shank and also co-founder Kat Connor. But we were so happy Lindsay called in. <laughs> the co-founders of Exo Marshmallow. Why don't you give us your address, social medias, anything like that before you go? Sure. Um, you can find our cafe in Wonderland in Chicago. We're at 6977 North Sheridan um, in Rogers Park in Chicago. Um, our website is www.xomarshmallow.com. And we're super present on Instagram. So please go follow us on Instagram. It's xo.marshmallow. Fantastic. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for calling in. Have a great night. Okay.
Of course. Thanks so much. You too. Bye bye. I'm so glad she didn't say pumpkin was going to be the. Uh, I, I yeah. thought it was going to be and, pumpkin. And the, candy cane. Right, right. Or, but right. The, candy but corn. Candy corn. Would, that that would be better than pumpkin. That would be okay. Candy but the, the apple pie. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That goes. That goes. Pumpkin spice. I think would have run through the door. <laughs> when you were talking, mentioning Al, when you were mentioning filling, you mean putting filling in the in the yeah or using them for a filling using or, those for a filling right. i can see yeah. stuffing that in a cupcake you can almost sure. pro- could they're you soft enough could you pipe something inside one of them as small as they are like a little jelly i don't know if i could pipe because they're so soft i they're think dense. it was just, i they're think dense. the, yeah. the wetness no if yes. you notice in your mouth it, it dissolves i think the wetness of a filling might i don't know how yeah. it would react yeah. I, I would love to try them out yeah though. they're awesome they're excellent yeah, they i are. would totally be proud to use those i would order those up everyone Lots of sugar this show. Oh, I am chipped yeah. <laughs> up over here. But do you know where sugar comes from, John? Uh, sugar cane? Comes from a plant. I said that, didn't I? A plant? Well, you were correct. I was just being Glenn more specific. Glenn would be a barbecue smoker? <laughs> <laughs> Fat Jack's barbecue? Comes from a barbecue smoker, right? Sugar? And Right? Right? Yes. We have the perfect person in studio with us. We have Chef Christina Martin. She is our vegan expert to make sure that we stay in line to know that there are other things to eat besides meat and sugar and things like that. A professional of plant-based diets. Hello. Oh, Happy she definitely World Vegan Day. balances us out here. Oh, is it World, world Vegetate? Veget- vegetate. <laughs> Vegetarian is that like day. is that like Vegemite in Australia? <laughs> well, I eat October meat 1st. all day today. Oh, oh. and I'm trying to eat so much less meat. And today, I just I went golfing. They had hot dogs, and it's like, you know, what do you do? Well, that doesn't count, right? Just say on <laughs> World Vegetarian Day, hot dogs don't count. Right? Veg- They're not even meat. We world, don't really know what's in them. On <laughs> World Vegetarian Day, you le- you celebrated the vegetables, so you let them grow. Okay, there you go. Okay, and actually, sugar is not vegan. It's not unless it's organic. Well, I mean, that, right. what like because it's sugar, because it's processed. processed. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, your but, regular white sugar. But I'm not so. talking about processed stuff. When we're here, we're talking about the real deal. Yeah. So what's going on? What do we mean? What, what do you need? Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we need to know? What's going on? It's that hot dog. It's <laughs> the sugar. I'm telling you, I had at least one cannoli. Uh, don't ever. I'm sure you've never changed that recipe on the biscotti. No. Probably since ever. No. It's fantastic. Even our regatta pie is, it's going to be 102 years old this Thanksgiving. And yeah. people don't complain that it's not fresh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, anyway. I do have to say one thing about Al in the bakery. Um, he actually made uh, my baby shower cake 17 years ago. Wow. Oh. And wow. he just made my daughter's 17th. Um, he did her sweet 16 too, but he did her 17th. Uh, couple weeks ago and it was just as good as it, the cake that was 17 years ago well, that's yeah. what i love and it <laughs> See, was, that's what uh, makes it worth it yeah, that's sure. what i talk about passion see what she just said and it was uh, a design cake he made 17 years ago it was baby blocks with like letters on it like a before before, before it was all yeah, before it was yeah. like you said that quote yeah. used to be famous for modern creations wow no kidding uh, no kidding that's amazing yep yeah so what's hot in the uh plant world in the plant world we have well uh Non-vegetarians are pledging this month to go vegan, uh, to go vegetarian, because it is Vegetarian Awareness Month for the whole month of October. Ooh! Um, Why couldn't you do February? Then I have three less days than I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so some uh, events that are coming up. So next weekend, which is Columbus Day weekend, um, is the Veg Fest, New Jersey Veg Fest, um, and that's a two-day event at the Meadowland. 
the, How am I supposed to go to the Meadowlands when John Howard Fusco is going to be in Collingswood? Well, it's over two days, so you have another day. True, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go on their website, they have tickets on Eventbrite uh, for the two-a-day event. You can go one day or you can go both days. There are speakers like T. Colin Campbell, which is, who is very uh, popular in the uh, vegan community. He wrote um, a China study all about dairy and how dairy affects uh, cancer and um then we also have Dr. Joel Furman, who is a New Jersey resident. He's up from, uh, I believe, in Freehold. Uh, he'll be speaking on October 8th. They have a vegan beer garden. There, yeah. now we're talking my language. <laughs> I knew yeah. that one. I was that one especially. <laughs> now we'll try. This crew, this crew, we were all like, wow. There we go. John, did I tell you I've got something else to do on Saturday? Oh, I'm busy. Wow. <laughs> Go into the vegan beer garden. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you haven't heard... Um, wine and beer it's also the way the sh- like the sugar's filtered same thing with your spirits and drinks so you can always check barnivore to see if your alcohol is um, vegan or not uh there'll be live music vendors there'll be food trucks and there's a lot of local food trucks um that'll be going up there for that event um general mission is 30 dollars, or um, you can get the two-day pass which is 50. and the same organization is coming to atlantic city july 14th at wow, the showboat. They, they really plan ahead, don't they? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Let me circle my calendar now. Are these so, so, well plan ahead? Are these first time events? Um, the one up in the Meadowlands is their second annual one. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the one in Showboat, this is going to be the first time, and it's going to be a vegan food festival in the Showboat, wow. um, July fourteenth. So mark your calendars. Come on down and veg event. out. <laughs> <laughs> veg out, right? That's awesome. Plant yeah. yourself down and just <laughs> <veg out. laughs> I have been known to veg out. <laughs> but normally there's just a television in front of me. <laughs> Chris, what's up? Just watching. Chef Chris is over here just watching. What's yeah. going on, man? Do you have a cannoli? I did not. I'm going to wait oh, until man. after the show. I don't know. <laughs> he so doesn't need cover their eyes while I eat it. <laughs> That's why he isn't as hyper as we are. Yeah. <laughs> have a cannoli, please. Not as much sugar. Take the cannoli. So do you have any, any I brought other? my to-go containers. <laughs> Smart man. Smart man. Did you? Good but Christopher went plant-based uh, four years ago and mm-hmm. lost 120 pounds. Wow. Uh, yes. Yeah. In six months with no exercise. So this is really important stuff, and it can really help people. Um, like Al said, it's mostly moderation because he's not completely vegan, Christopher. And he's gained some back because the Brigada keeps feeding him cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was going to get yelled at. <laughs> so, um, but uh, it does, it seriously can make a difference in your life. Now, being a chef like down at the Borgata, you just mentioned that, uh, of course, you worked there, Chef uh, Chris Darty. Uh, I pronounced that wrong, didn't I? No, yeah. I did he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, always we, we try. We'll just go with Chef Chris. We're go. amazed uh, he gets his own name right. <laughs> some days I don't. Uh, what are the difficulties sometimes that the urge just has to be this uncontrollable sometimes when you're cooking all of these different things? Like Chef Christina, of course, she's doing private events, and of course, the clients want a plant based diet but you're cooking for clients savory course, meals who want yeah they savory. want prime rib and mashed potatoes right, right, yeah. right. Uh-huh. and they want a lot of it yes. <laughs> uh, so you know we have a great staff down there that uh they work really hard to provide for our clients and you know a lot of our clients are looking for more comfort food because we're the buffet style area and these are the people that are coming to the casino quite frequently you know they're gambling a lot Sometimes losing, sometimes winning. They want a place where they can get away from the crowd and the noise and just relax. 
So nice. You rub mm. their feet if they're losing I a lot don't and everything. Their feet. <laughs> and and you've got an event that I heard. I think I heard earlier this Thursday that you're going to be uh, demoing. Yeah. Yes, we're going to be demoing a three course vegan meal. Mm. So we're going to do soup, salad, and an entree, mushroom risotto. Risotto is my specialty. Nice. Oh, so nice. I just found out it was a demo and not just cooking. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the difficulties between demoing and just cooking? The customer interaction, you know, trying to put it up in a time frame when mm-hmm. somebody's going to ask questions, yep. you're going to look up and suddenly your rice is burnt. It's a whole balance. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a whole balance. I, yeah, I, but I people want that. They yeah, want to sure. talk to you. They sure. want to. Um, you know, interact with you. They want sure. to tell you their stories of what they made to yesterday and today, and then you know, ask for pointers and and tips. And it's it's fun. It's be, it builds a relationship. From this one that he was talking about, I did a class prior to this, and from that I got a twelve person dinner, and from that dinner I got a forty person dinner, yeah. mm-hmm. and then and yesterday I got a two hundred forty. Oh wow! Two hundred fifty. Wow, uh-huh. that's a big. People love the really? show, and they that's like what the it show. Is. <laughs> You're, you're too kind. <laughs> <laughs> but tomorrow night, uh, Christopher and I will be at um, the Skybox in Philadelphia for the uh, Philadelphia Animal Welfare Society's Paws Chef's Night. Used to be a dinner uh, that we've done in the past, but this time it's appetizers and desserts. And we're, we made, uh, what, two, almost 200 dumplings this afternoon. Oh, wow. uh, nice. You want to tell them what our dish is? So we're going to do a truffle edamame dumpling. Oh, mm. stop right there. And we're I'm, do I'm a, sold. A truffle butter on top. <laughs> yeah, but it's all vegan. All vegan. All vegan. Wow. 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 Fantastic. Well, yeah, thank, fantastic. thank you so much for coming in, Chef Christina. It's always a pleasure. And thank, thank you, you, Chef Chris, for coming in. Thank you. And now we're joined by someone else who enjoys the raw food movement. We have Sophie Jaffe of Philosophy, but more importantly, She's on the talk as well about a new series on Z Living that premiered last week at 8 p.m. And you can see it this week at 8 p.m. Yoga Girls. And Sophie, I must say, I watched episode two. You start the second episode off with a bang. You really grabbed the audience's <laughs> attention. And by the end of the show. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so you already saw the second episode? Hey, that, Wait, that, that, that. Well, I mean, that's the. Perks of we being, have a lot of power here yeah, at Small really. Bites. <laughs> That's the perks of being the interviewer. <laughs> Hold the phone. Okay, so what did you see? Oh, I have not yeah. seen well, let me all. tell you what you're going to see. You are going to see one entertaining program on Z Living tonight at 8 p.m. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about Perfect. yourself, uh, philosophy, and yoga girls? Happily, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, my my, it's actually pronounced philosophy, but I can I can see the the intrigue to call it philosophy. Um, it is named after me, but it's pronounced philosophy. Just so you know. No problem. And um, yeah, that, and that's my philosophy. <laughs> <of course. laughs> my philosophy is now to call it whatever know. you want. Now, <laughs> now you know. Um, yeah, so. I mean, I'm a raw food chef. I've been a raw food chef for nine years. I've been a yoga instructor for 10. I am a personal trainer. But more importantly, I really am in the business of just being vulnerable and open and telling the truth and helping the people around me, whether they be clients, friends, loved ones, 
um, people who come to my retreats, and people that I meet on the street, just helping them find that vulnerability and realness in their lives. And having people find uh, realness, I'll also mention, you probably read this one. You didn't see the second episode yet, but I'm sure you read the Los Angeles Times article that you were featured in in the health and wellness section for five trendy yes. superfoods. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that was a huge accomplishment. Um, such an honor to be in LA Times. And I mean, superfoods has been my jam for almost a decade. So it's, it, it was seriously such an accomplishment and felt so good to be recognized in that way. And LA Times, obviously, I've lived in LA for 13 years now. And to open the paper and see my face and superfoods, it was just so beautiful. Now, what would you say? is the yoga movement in your opinion obviously uh, yoga girls on z living is profiling many different styles of yoga philosophy it's either traditional or new age and either philosophy works when we're able to talk to her but unfortunately <laughs> oh. <laughs> We lost her. Obviously, she wanted to go watch episode two. Oh, that, there, that we there we go. go. Oh, okay. See, we knew if we we held in long Hi, enough. Sophie, you're I back. I was stretching for you. I was doing a downward dog until we got you back on the phone. Now we have her. Now, I'm going to ask the question that this would be the third time, but the first time for you. I don't think we'll be as witty the third time. In yoga, there's different. I think it will. <laughs> in yoga, there's different philosophies in yoga, and some oh, people. Oh, so good, so oh. good. <laughs> some people go with traditional. Others are going with new school and uh, social medias. What do you think is the perfect medium point? Obviously, the old school isn't for everyone, and the new school isn't for everyone. What do you see the future of yoga being? Good question. I mean, personally, I feel that it is somewhere in the middle always. It's always about balance. It's always about moderation, no matter what you're applying it to. So with yoga, I mean, the problem with the show and what like the undertone and the, you know, the undercurrent of conversation and fighting and drama is all about traditional versus this new age. And I don't think it has to be that way. I think that the traditionalists can kind of step up their game a little bit and learn a little bit more about social media, learn a little bit more about the internet, about giving, you know, free yoga to the masses and teaching middle America and people all over the world about yoga. And that the only way to do that is through social media, through the internet. Like that's the only way because just teaching yoga to 30 people in your yoga studio, that's beautiful. And you can share your love and your light in that way. And I do that and so do all the other social media pros or the, the less traditional yoga teachers that do believe in this wave of social media and, and the internet. But sharing it, on, sharing it on the internet and sharing it through social, like you can do both. You can have both worlds. You can teach in studios, you can hold events and retreats. I'm, literally driving to the airport from a retreat that we hosted this weekend. Kaylee and I, one of the other cast members, hosted a beautiful retreat with 15 women and taught yoga every day and taught all kinds of things that offer women's empowerment face-to-face -face with these 15 women, and now they'll go to their communities. But 
we also do things online. We also host free events online. We also have free yoga classes online. And this is a way that we can really access everyone, anyone that's interested in yoga and not leave anyone out just because they don't live in Los Angeles or Santa Monica. Now, uh, certain people I have found, not all, it's it, there's a stepping stone it seems usually it's either they start yoga and then go maybe vegan or raw food or maybe they go raw food vegan or vegetarian and delve more into the yoga world why do you think that is i think they go hand in hand i think when you start to eat more consciously or you start to move your body in a more conscious way then the other comes with it. So if you start to lean towards more plant-based eating or raw food or any sort of more conscious eating where you're not just eating whatever's in front of you and whatever's on the shelves at the grocery store, then you're asking yourself deeper questions. Like, where did this come from? And you start to go to farmer's markets and you start to really care about where your food comes, comes from, where, you're, where it, the, the why behind it. And same with moving your body. Instead of just going into a spin class and slamming your body hard and hurting your knees because you're running five miles, doing yoga is really intuitive. It's a little more spiritual than just going. I mean, some spin classes and running can be more spiritual. But for the most part, there's like this really deep spiritual practice behind eating more plant-based foods. I don't like to call it vegan necessarily, but eating more plant-heavy foods and the yoga practice, they go hand in hand. It's more conscious, it's more spiritual, in my opinion. Now, obviously you are uh, extremely successful. You've created wellness programs for individuals such as uh, George Clooney, Stacey Keebler, uh, Gerard Butler. What's the secret to success to have a good wellness program? Again, I think it comes back to balance. I think especially with those celebrity clients, I think it's really important to not make them feel like they have to eat this way for the rest of their lives, that they can go to a really nice restaurant and enjoy themselves and have amazing conversations and not be afraid to indulge a little bit, but in balance, not every single night. And they, you know, celebrities are invited to events all the time, and it's really important that they can find that balance in their yoga practice, in their workouts, and also with their food, and know that it's not extreme. It doesn't have to be extreme, and that's what my product line is all about. It's not about eating extreme or depriving yourself. It's about saturating your body with beautiful nutrients every day in a balanced way. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Now, as far as yoga girls go, what would you say has been the highlight of doing the show? And for you, what's been the low light? I think the highlight is, I mean, working with Kaylee, my best friend, it's really fun to just work together on the show. Like it's, just fun. We just keep coming back to the joy of it all. And like, look how beautiful our lives are. It's so exciting to share our lives with the world. It's, you know, we have very fortunate lives that we've worked really hard for and we like to share the why behind it. It's not just like, Oh, we have these great lives. We work hard for it. We want to share our secrets with the world so they can have those beautiful lives too and feel inspired and feel lit up. And it, it is realistic and it is approachable. And that's what we love about it. And for me, that's been a highlight. Um, I think a low light has been just the misconceptions behind it all and the drama and that people are believing that a lot of these things are like, they're taking it at face value. Um, that's not reality. TV isn't reality. And I don't even really watch reality shows. <laughs> and I know that because 
when it comes to production, when it comes to Hollywood, you kind of have to play the game a little bit. And that's, that's what we're doing. We're like kind of feeding into the drama. We're, you know, we're not, there's not a lot of yoga actually happening on the show. It's much more like the behind the scenes and that can be hard. And we really have to keep checking in with our truth and be like, all right, check our compass. How are we doing today? okay, I'm aligned. It's all good. People are just going to say things that they want to say and it's all good. I'm still me and I still know the truth and I'll keep shining my life for the greater good. Exactly. Um, shining my light for the greater good. And it's, that's the point of the show is well, the greater good of everyone. Well, if episode, so I think that's, if yeah. episode two is any indicator, which you'll be able to see at 8 p.m., <laughs> you've done a fantastic job. You've engaged the audience. You've given, uh, you've portrayed yourself as someone who's knowledgeable in the yoga field, but also is good for entertainment as well. And it was an honor having, uh-huh. having you on. Uh, Sophie Jaffe of Philosophy, Z Living, Yoga Girls, 8 p.m. on Sundays. Why don't you give us any websites or social medias before you go? Thank you so much. I'm at Sophie.Jaffe on Instagram, and um, my website is thephilosophy.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much, and best of luck in all your future endeavors. Have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Well, someone else who had a big endeavor this week with a premiere. <gasps> uh, that's right. Who? Hell's Kitchen All-Star. Oh, Barbie's with And us. Pennsylvania's most influential chef, as named by Cooking Light Magazine, Barbie. Hi. Chef Barbie chef Marshall. Barbie. We apologize for hey, a, a, slight, a slight delay of bringing you on, Barbie, but the technical difficulties this week. We were in a tunnel this week. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I heard that. <laughs> so, what's hot and happening this week? Um, so, yeah, I did have a lot happening this week. I was in Atlantic City for the premiere of Hell's Kitchen. I survived the first night. Um, isn't that wonderful? wonderful. Like, yeah, absolutely all wonderful. Now. Um, but this week I also got to meet the crew over at Napoleon Castle Whiskey, which was a single malt whiskey. We got to try their 12, 14, and 16-year aged in bourbon cask. And let me tell you, that is some of the best whiskey, that some of the best single malt whiskey that I've drank in a long time. I was so happy with it. Um, Philip gave us, like, just an amazing history of Irish whiskey. And, you know, that that in 1987 there were just two distilleries making Irish whiskey. And now they're back up to 40 after, you know, hundreds of thousands, thousand years ago there were, like, 1,800 distilleries in Ireland. But then, you know, like, the English happened. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they messed it all up. Mm -hmm. Um but Napogue, um, interesting spelling, K-N-A-P-P-O-G-U-E. Um, if you look at it, you're like, what? So I had Derek to would never be able to pronounce it. Hell no. Um, <laughs> but I just thought everyone, we got a little Irish, les- Irish lesson from Philip. So Napogue Castle, that's really what I want you to want you to concentrate on. Um, the, the castle itself was established in 1497. And then in 1966, uh, Houston, Texas couple developed and renovated it, and um, in 1987, Mark Andrew brought it and started aging whiskey and released it. 
So he also um, found one of the oldest available whiskeys um, in the in the castle and, and released that to the world, which is just amazing. We didn't get a chance to try that, but I can only imagine based on what they're making now. Hopefully next so, time. Hopefully next time. There's always next week, Barbie. Next time. And there's next week on Hell's Kitchen All-Stars for Chef Barbie as well. And is that on Friday night? Yes, there that's is. That's on Friday nights at It is on Friday nights at 8. And Barbie... I don't want to see you giving Chef Gordon any more rolling eyes if you get three stars again. You get, Listen, you get you what you get. As my four-year-old son says, you get what you get, and you don't get upset. It was a pleasure. Did you hear me? <laughs> it was a pleasure. You talking tell me. To you. you tell me where you find a light curry at, and I will roll my eyes. <laughs> Have a great night. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Other than Thailand, because I wasn't going for Thailand next week. Have a great night, Barbie. See you, Thanks Barbie. So much. All right. Bye. Wow, what a show. What, what a show. A show. Uh-huh. Thank you for everyone coming in. John Howard Fusco, Chef uh, Christina Martin, Chef Chris. John Dorenzo. There you go. We also had Al DiBartolo of uh, Bartolo Bakery. Make sure you see him on Food Network and go stop if by his married, event. Don't matter if Hadnav's closed or not. <laughs> get there. Uh, we also had Sophie Jaffe, Z Living, uh, Yoga Girls, tonight, 8 o'clock, every Sunday, 8 o'clock, until the show's not on anymore. <laughs> I, don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. This is Small Bites. We're live every single Sunday, 6.35 p.m., wildfireradio.com. Tune in worldwide. Uh, iTunes on all your Apple products the following day. We end the show like we always do with a joke of the week from the legendary joke tower, Jackie the Joke Man Martlin. Have a good night. Hello. I'm Jackie Martling, and this is Small Bites. A kid gets pulled over for speeding. The cop comes up and says, your eyes are bloodshot. Have you been drinking? The kid says, yeah, well, your eyes are glazed. You been eating donuts?